Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Enjoy. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. Guess what I've been doing lately? Mmm. Sleeping. Nope. Trying to get caught up on the Star Wars comics. Oh, look at you. Yes. Because I heard on Twitter that apparently something happens in Marvel Star Wars issue number 52. Mm hmm. Which is the last one that came out. And so it's like. Oh, I can't believe this thing in issue 52, but nobody's really spoiling it. They're just saying that something happened, which I guess in, a, in and of itself is kind of a spoiler. But, and I was like nowhere near that issue. I, I was only on like volume two because that's the last thing we, that we reviewed on Bookworms. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get caught up. But I have a lot, a lot of the comics to, to catch up on. So I read, I read, I think I've read four comic volumes now from wow. Star Wars, from the Star Wars run, which included the uh, the Screaming Citadel mm-hmm. and then Yoda's Yoda's Secret War. And then there was like Rebel Jail and The Last Flight of the Harbinger. So I'm like, I'm getting caught up at least on the Star Wars line of comics. Mm-hmm. But they've been kind of hit and miss. I was really surprised that I didn't like the Screaming Citadel mm. at all. So, well, that's, that's what I've been doing I mean, with my free time, said, trying to catch up on all if, these comics. If somebody said something happened in issue fifty-two, I would just go read issue fifty-two. Yeah, I was. I thought about it. I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I could just go read it, and then whatever. I, I don't mind kind of finding it out and then catching up later. But then I felt like it would be a better experience if I just read the entire series. So, you and your experiences. It's been quite a task, but and I've been yeah, doing that I'm... off and on through reading uh, Thrawn Alliances too. So it's a lot of Star Wars literature going into me right now. Not me. I uh, I've read what we're reviewing today. That's good. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Really, I'm finishing my Harry Potter read through, so I am focused on the Deathly Hallows at the moment. And then after that, we'll just have to see. <laughs> Well, probably Thrawn Alliances would be the next thing for you to tackle. Maybe, unless I decide to do something non-Star Wars-y, which is very possible. Yeah. Getting a little little Star Star Wars Wars burnout. Yeah, a little bit of Star Wars burnout. Need to read something else. Yeah, that happens to me from time to time. Maybe I'll just start Harry Potter over again. (laughs) (laughs) Or The Hunger Games or something. But speaking of comics. Speaking? We are actually reviewing a comic today. Woo! We're we're going backwards. We're turning back time. Turn back time. If I could find, find a way. A way. <laughs> <laughs> we are turning back time because we're going to review the Darth Maul comics from Marvel, which came out a while Two ago. Two years ago. So, but we we skipped them at the time, but now Maul has kind of been thrown back into our faces with the solo movie. And oh my god. He's spoiler. also <laughs> He's also one of if not your favorite character. So we figured, you know, this would be a good one to go back and review. So we are going to get to that. Off in this comic, so that's good for What's that? Me. Oh, yeah. 
We're going to no actually sh- talk about the comic, too. No shirt mall. Okay. No shirt <laughs> Not mall. Not just that part of the comic. Well, Aaron might talk about the comic. I'm just going to talk you about it. You just read it. I'm relying on you to remind me of what happened. <laughs> I don't think I actually read it. I just looked you at d- the no shirt mall picture. Just pictures. the one picture. Oh, gosh. This is, okay. I should have reread it. You you should have already known you should have reread it. But before we get to Shirtless Mall, we are going to talk about... Because we actually did get some pretty cool book news. Book and yeah. slash comic news that all came out of San Diego Comic-Con, um, which was a couple weeks ago. Yep. So this is our first opportunity to talk about this. And there's some pretty some pretty cool news dropped. I, I wasn't expecting that, actually, from mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con for whatever reason. So the first thing in the news that came out that I'm excited about is Star Wars Search Your Feelings Galactic Basic Edition. It's a new Katie Cookbook, and I'm pumped about it. It comes out October 2nd, and the description is happy, hopeful, lonely, sad, excited, anxious, guilty, mad. The galaxy is an emotional place. Feelings are still felt all way out there in space. You're not alone, so don't be blue. Just search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> I'm so excited for this book. Yay. Since it's Katie Cook, it's gonna, the art is amazing. Yes. Very cutesy, but very cool. Very, very awesome. Can't wait to get that. I have all the other ones. I have, you know, a whatever, Star Wars, ABC, 3PO, and obi Kenobi one two three or whatever. Obi Kenobi, you just called him. I don't remember what the name of the book is. <laughs> it's Obi one two three. That's what it ah. is. Uh, so, kind of the big news because there was there was a, a bunch of news that came out of San Diego Comic Con, or they talked about a number of titles that we kind of already knew were coming. But some of the new stuff that they announced was we're actually going to get a Padme novel. Yeah, but is... we kind of knew that. We kind of already knew that that was out there in rumors for a long for about a year or so. Yeah, this That's is the their... this is confirmation. We know the title, we know the author, we got cover art. Um, it's gorgeous, by the this way. This is something that oh I know a lot of people have been clamoring for. Me, me. Are you one of those I'm people? I'm raising okay. my hand. Raising my hand. Yeah, I know you're how, a big Padme fan. How could you not? How would you not know I would be excited about this? I figured you would, but I just wanted to confirm. It also comes out five days before my birthday, Aaron. Oh, man, look at that. Good birthday birthday gift. (laughs) But I'm not as excited about it as you are. It seems like a cool idea, but I've I've never been a huge Padme fan in general. So, yeah, okay, cool. Why did you even introduce this book? Okay, rewind. Rewind. Okay, there's a new book coming out. It's all about Padme, and it's called Star Wars Queen Shadow. It's from Disney Lucasfilm Press, and it's written by E.K. Johnston, who did the Ahsoka novel, which was also so good, because I know this one's going to be so good. So pumped. Cover art is amazing. Oh, my goodness. And so the description, because I'm going to read it, is Padme Amidala served Naboo well as its queen, but now she is ready to begin a new chapter in her life. Then the newly elected queen asks Padme to serve Naboo in a new capacity as its senator. With the help of her devoted handmaidens, Padme must figure out how to navigate the treacherous waters of politics and forge a new identity beyond the queen's shadow. Oh, my God. 
Oh, so excited. <laughs> and because it's coming from Disney Lucasfilm Press, it's probably going to be in that categorization of YA. And it's going to be freaking awesome because all Which of the books. Which I know books... is your favorite kind of new novel. Yeah, all of the YA books are the best. They have been the best. Just absolute best. Can't. Oh my gosh. Aaron, I'm so excited. I know. It's good. I'm glad you're excited. Okay, and also there's another book coming out that wasn't ever really announced. It was announced on Twitter, really, is where I saw it. It's Star Wars Women of the Galaxy by Amy Ratcliffe, who we both know and love. Um, and it has a foreword by Kathleen Kennedy. It's coming out from Chronicle Books. It'll be out on October 30th. And there's a bunch of different artists in here, like Amy Beth Christensen and Sarah Kippen and somebody named Little Corvus, which makes me excited because I want to know what that is. Um, Annie Stoll. So a lot of female artists and... It's all about all of the women in the galaxy of Star Wars. Yes, and that's great news for Amy Ratcliffe that she got mm -hmm. this, this gig. Yeah. That's so cool. I like to see these people that we've been kind of friends with and following for a long time and kind of see the progression of their career. And to Me see too. Like kind of it reach this pinnacle. It's like, oh, that's really cool to see somebody get that opportunity. And I know she's really excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited for her. One of the other announcements that they made is a from from this is going to be from IDW is Tales from Vader's Castle, which is kind of like part of the Star Wars Adventures line. At least it's titled that way, but it looks like almost kind of this creepy, scary. I don't know if horror would be the right word, but it's got that kind of vibe to it. Looking at the covers, mm -hmm. and. There's even some familiar characters here on some of the covers that they shared. We we actually have one of the covers that has Kanan and Hera. Yeah. And, and Chopper. But they're like, you know, there's a door closing and Kanan's got his arm going through it. And they look very scared. And it's this really kind of creepy thing. And then there's like this kind of ghoul kind of thing behind them, almost chasing them. So this, is, this will be an interesting series. It looks different than anything they've done before. Well, and it's coming out in October. It's a five-week mini issue or issue mini series, and it's coming like October, so it's Halloween themed, I would assume. And also, the author is Creepy Kevin Scott. <laughs> that is funny. They, <laughs> so, they listed it that way. It is yes. definitely Halloween themes. Yes, and we know Kevin Scott's work from the other Star Wars Adventures comics. Mm -hmm. So um, these have been fun. So I'm I'm actually really curious to see what they're going to do with this. And some of the other covers here, we see. Um, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like a younger Obi-Wan Kenobi. We see Han and Chewie in one. Um, obviously Darth Vader. And then, like I said, Kanan and Hera. So there's a, it looks like it's going to be a lot of different characters that we know in kind of creepy, scary situations. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. even Dooku. Dooku's in the background of that one. I just caught that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next thing is just the novelization for Solo A Star Wars Story is coming out. It seems like it's been forever, uh, and we haven't had the novelization. But it's written by Mer Lafferty. comes out soon, actually, September 4th. And what's kind of cool about this one, they said it's kind of like the last Jedi novelization where it's expanded. So there's deleted scenes, additional scenes, and things that were not in the film that will be in the novelization. Yes, 
Which with yeah, with the Last Jedi, we we both kind of said when we reviewed that that it was definitely worth reading to get that extra information and those deleted scenes and stuff. So I think I, I hope Solo is going to be the same way. Um, and it's always good to get kind of that that novel version of a movie because you get you can actually hear the inner thoughts sometimes of these characters as opposed to just what's in the dialogue. Right. So that'll be cool. And that yeah, you said that's when is that again? September 4th. Okay. And they're also doing a comic series, like a uh, comic miniseries uh, based on the movie as well. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming from Marvel. And the other big announcement was they're going to do this new series of comics for Marvel called Star Wars Age of the Republic. And Well, it's actually different. They're going to have different uh, ages. So they're doing Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, Age of Resistance. And uh, it's going to be featuring different characters from these different kind of eras of Star Wars. Uh, so that that's kind of a cool idea, and it looks it looks like it's going to be bringing us back to Darth Maul because he's he's on the cover of one of them. So <laughs> we get more information about that character. Um, so that'll be that'll be a fun one to follow. That one starts in uh, December. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is that. It's going to be a 30-issue maxi-series chronicling the most iconic heroes and villains from across the galaxy. And in December, we'll get Age of Republic Qui-Gon number one and Age of Republic Darth Maul number one. So the way it's going to work is it's going to be four months, eight issues, and each month is going to be it's going to have a hero story and a villain story. So the release order for Age of Republic specifically is going to be Qui-Gon and Maul Obi-Wan and Jango, Anakin and Count Dooku, De- Count Dooku, and Padme and General Grievous. Ah, nice. And so, yeah, they t- they pair Qui-Gon and Darth Maul right at the, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That one didn't end so well. Yeah. <laughs> for who? <laughs> well, really for either of them, but then Darth Maul at least got to come back. I guess That's Qui-Gon true. Jinn got the better end of that deal because he got to come back as a Force ghost. Whereas Darth Maul had to come back as a crazy spider. Well, then he got regular legs, and he's fine. Well, he's not fine. He's dead now. Yeah. Okay, I get this one. Okay, so then the last thing we got, I am so excited, so beyond excited. And actually, when we interviewed Claudia Gray on Fangirls Going Rogue, she said something about wanting to do something like this. This is mm-hmm. sort of like a foreshadowing. Uh, it's called she teased Master it at Dragon Con, too. Yeah, it's called Master and Apprentice. It is a story about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. It's by Claudia Gray, who's amazing. And it's coming out from Del Rey, so it's like Bloodline. You know, uh, so it's not a YA novel, but it's more along the lines of Bloodline, I would say. And it, it will be coming out in February of next year. And it is set before the events of The Phantom Menace, the thrilling new novel from best-selling author Claudia Gray, stars Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi on a dangerous mission for the Jedi. So, That is cool. I'm so excited. I'm excited about this one, too. This one, I'm, I'm very excited about this. I like this... I like this era of the Jedi, and I like both, char- both characters, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. So to get more information about them... Is gonna be cool, and just to see what other characters they might bring in, or what situations, because they really don't give us a lot of information. It's just dangerous mission. Okay, that could be anything. So this one is uh, this one's gonna be, and this is the one that I think this is the furthest out. We don't we have to wait all the way till February, end of February, till this book comes out. 
I can't wait to see the cover art. Mm, yes. That'll be good. So, yes, yeah, San Diego Comic-Con brought us some really cool book and comic information. Hooray! All right, so now we can get to shirtless Darth Maul. Okay, good, good. Darth Maul review. So we are going to be talking about the Darth Maul comic series that they did from Marvel, which was just a short run. It wasn't an entire long series. I think, how many issues was it? Five? Five. Something like that? It's a mini series. Mini series. This was written by Colin Bunn, and the artist was Luke Ross. <laughs> Colin, Colin Bunn. <laughs> I like B- people's names Batu. sometimes. This is two episodes Batu. in a row now you've made these kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. You forgot about Batu? Yeah. All right, so release date was September 19th of 2017, so not two years ago, one year ago. Yeah. Not too bad. So publisher summary. Star Wars Darth Maul is set pre- prior to Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace and explores the origins and early days of Darth Maul, an antagonist in the 1999 prequel trilogy film. Maul, under the tutelage of Sith Lord Darth Sidious, is now or is not yet allowed to engage Jedi in combat, so he spends his time hunting down crime lords. He finds a Jedi Padawan, Eldra Katis, in the hands of one such crime lord and takes it as an opportunity to test his skills against a Jedi. The series shows how Maul is tempted by the dark side of the Force, and even how he is almost swayed away from it. I don't know. I kind of disagree with that, but okay. The the publisher summary doesn't seem accurate? No. There are a couple details in there that I think are a little misleading. Yeah, totally. So I will just say right off the bat, because I have, like I was saying at the top of the show, I've been reading a lot of comics. off the bat. And... This has been one of my favorite comic volumes that I've read from Marvel. I think it's probably because of all the wrong reasons, internet but I really five. had a good time five. with it. Huh? I'm internet high-fiving you. Oh, okay. Internet high-five. Okay. But, I so mean... So what, what do you mean for all the wrong reasons? Because, you know, sometimes they just put things into comics or movies or novels where they just they put something in there and they know that it's just going to be something to get a reaction, you know, a fan reaction. Something mm-hmm. that maybe, quote-unquote, the fanboys would love. You know, it's kind of like if you include Boba fan Fett into people? something. Fan So that's people. why I said, quote-unquote, just because that's the term that people use. But this comic was full of that kind of stuff, you know. Lightsaber battles and Cad Bane shows up out of nowhere and Aura Singh. And it's just, it, there's so many of those moments where it's probably a little over the top but i didn't care because i just i love to see these no, characters I loved pop it. back up and it didn't i, you, I mean if you think about the if you think about all the stuff that happened in this comic and the fact True. that you get darth maul you get aura singh you get cad bane you get a jedi padawan that we had not previously heard of but who f- ends up fighting against darth maul like all of this in one comic volume it's it's a lot of stuff that's that they could have used those characters, you know, in so many different places, but they just packed it all into one comic. And I like, I loved it. I reveled in it. But I think there's probably a lot of people who would read it and kind of roll their eyes, like, "Oh, okay, of course." So no, it's a great, it's a great. Loved it. Loved it too. So that there you go. There we go. Good. That's our review. Have a nice good, day. Goodbye. Good review. So one thing I will say, I loved the art in this comic. Me too. It was really, really good. Yeah, and it was consistent all the way through, which I love too. And that's always a big issue for me. But the art was really great. The color palette was really awesome. And I really loved 
the inner dialogue of Maul's brain and mm. it being like a different kind of bubble with different colors. So you knew that we were inside of his head and like what he was thinking. That was amazing. Yes. Yeah, we we really did get to get inside Darth Maul's head in this in this comic and we got to see Darth Maul in a period of time that we haven't previously gotten to see in canon. Mm-hmm. Um, in this pre-Phantom Menace era where, you know, up until this point, if we're just talking just canon... There's nothing. We wouldn't have ever, you know, we wouldn't have assumed that he would have fought another Jedi before he fought Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Like that, we thought, was the first time he had faced off against Jedi. So this is kind of revealing, no, he actually did have a little bit of Jedi practice before this. Um, so I thought that was really cool to learn. And now it kind of opens up more storytelling opportunities between now and, you know, in Phantom Menace. So. Mm-hmm. They need um, to do another mall book. Yeah. A, a, a mall novel would be really cool. Mm-hmm. It could be it's, narrated by in the audio book by Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer. That would be, that actually would be really cool. <laughs> so, uh, we got to so, see... One of the things that I was surprised right at the top was we saw Raftars. Yep. Which is kind of like a sequel trilogy thing. So yeah, well, was... I was like, is this a Raftar? Oh, it is a Raftar. <laughs> but at first I wasn't sure if it was. But then it was, so it was like, yay, Raftar. It was like those guys hunting the Raftars, but then they realized they were being hunted. Right. And it was super violent. Like the one part where the guy, really where, the, where it comes down and just eats the guy and then the guy's feet are still there because it just... It reminded me of them. Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, it was a very <laughs> Jurassic Park moment. And then, of course, you know, Maul is like, oh, now I want to go kill these things because he's just wanting to kill everything. He just wants to kill stuff. Like, he just wants to do something because he feels like he's not doing anything because Sidious won't let him. And that was one of, like, the big things in this is the relationship between Sidious and Maul and that, you know, like, Maul feels like my talents are being wasted, I'm not getting to do anything, and... Sidious is very much like, well, you're messing up my plans. Your timeline doesn't matter to me because my timeline is what matters and there's specific things that I'm doing and you're going to screw it up and stuff like that. And it's almost like Maul is just ready to just like just kill Sidious and be the leader. He's just like, I'm done. This is stupid. Well, he's been raised in hate. You know, He's only been taught to hate. He's been taught to fill kind of that emptiness. And I think he even talks about it in the comic in his inner dialogue kind of how he has this emptiness, but he has to just fill it with hate and rage. And it's such a good description of this character, especially in this time period, that he's just fueled by anger. Mm-hmm. And, and then like taught... he doesn't have a he doesn't have a way to vent it out, you know, and to be able to control what's going on inside of him almost. Insidious is totally feeding into that. Yeah. Because he's he probably could send Maul out on missions to kill, you know, random Jedi Padawan and stay in secret. And he could send him out there to do more interesting things. But it's almost like he's purposely holding him back just to keep fueling that rage. And Sidious is, he's so manipulative like that. And he was so, if, you know, having read some of the Darth Vader comics where Sidious and Vader have a lot of interaction, it's it's such his teaching technique, you know, is he almost pushes his apprentices to betray him or to try to betray him or to do things behind his back. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's... He's almost liking the fact that they're trying to, to be secretive. Yeah, I guess so. So, but yeah, so 
so basically Sidious is telling him don't do stuff, but Maul's like, no, I'm going to do it anyways. But he doesn't defiantly say that to Sidious. He's like, okay, yes, master. But then he goes and does his own thing because he catches this this uh, information that there is this Jedi Padawan who has been imprisoned and he wants to go and see if he can face this Padawan. Yeah, of course. Well, why not? Wouldn't you? <laughs> Probably not. I'd go want to be friends with the Padawan. Well, okay. <laughs> you mean if I was Maul? If you were Maul, not <laughs> just you. Okay. So, but we got some... One of the things that I thought was interesting about the comic was kind of the background art. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you pick up on any of the kind of... At least I thought there was a lot of familiar species. There was even almost... Oh, yeah familiar characters where you see i mean there, there was like a guy that looked just like hondo kind of there in the was ig88 sort of looking people there was right. bosk looking trandoshans mm-hmm. things it was all very familiar it wasn't like some of the comics where you go in and you're going okay what what is this what is that i don't get it <laughs> you know right yeah i actually like that about this comic i like that when they use kind of the already established alien species in the background as opposed to just drawing these kind of random new alien species and add them to the galaxy. Um, so that was kind of cool. Although some of it was a little spot on because I think like Constable Zuvio, mm-hmm. like that character who, you know, infamously got cut from The Force Awakens, there was like 10 of him in this comic. Yeah, there was like <laughs> yeah. a ton. It's like a whole crew of them. So it's kind of like, oh, I guess they, they made their way from, from Jakku to... To go. <laughs> <laughs> like way early before. What's a constable doing all the way out here? What's a constable? What's a constable so. doing out here? <laughs> oh my goodness. The Zabrak, they, so he runs into the Zabrak at this bar. I know, that was crazy son. too. It was like two Zabraks. And he, the Zabrak even kind of recognized him as a, a fellow Zabrak, but he was like, oh, he's even a... And he starts to say Knight Brother, but he gets cut off by Maul. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think Maul at this time is still really trying to keep a low profile, and I, he doesn't want people to know he's Sith. He doesn't want people to know he's a former Knight Brother. So he's just kind of cut the guy off before he got the words out. But I guess maybe his facial markings gave him away. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I think he kind of always had that. I don't think that was a, a Knight Brothers thing. Okay. Like he was yeah. just born like that. Yeah, I guess they haven't really kind of um, talked about that in canon. Like, if that's just his skin markings that he was born with, or if it's tattoos. I know in the old legend stuff, it was definitely tattoos. But yeah, that that is something that hasn't really been established. Not that I know of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually know if that about that either. Yeah. At so, least in canon. At least, yeah, definitely not in canon. Um, but this is kind of about the part where. We get these cameos, you know, we get these cool characters that show up out of nowhere. Where, what did you think? Were you surprised, like, when you turn the page and suddenly you see Cad Bane and Ara Singh? No, because you had already told me about it. Oh, I did. I spoiled <laughs> yeah. it for you. But I was like, hey, cool. <laughs> like, I could hear Cad Bane's voice in my head, though. Yeah. Cad Bane's one of those characters that I'm almost surprised he hasn't been used more because he was so popular in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But you don't. Well, really maybe see he'll be up. used in the new upcoming Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, maybe, and maybe they do have plans for the character, so they don't want to use him too much. But I was happy to see him, but surprised we haven't gotten more of him in some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Ara Singh, which also we haven't really gotten a lot of her since the Clone Wars either. No. Nope. Um, but we do know how she dies. True. 
Or at least Tobias Alexander thinks Beckett. she dies. Yeah. It was the fall that killed her. It was the fall that killed her. <laughs> That's funny. So we do have this Jedi Padawan who's in this... So this Padawan's been captured, and they're, uh, this crime lord is auctioning her off, kind of to the highest bidder. So you get all these, you know, crime people, you know, from different syndicates and stuff, and we and different groups that we you definitely recognize um, coming to kind of bid. And I don't know, like, what would they want to do with a Padawan? Do they just want to bid on her to kill her? Yeah, like, I think they, people just wanted to kill her. So, so they can say, hey, I, we, we're so powerful that we could kill a Jedi. You know, what would be the advantage of a crime syndicate having a Padawan? Unless they thought maybe they could turn her, turn her into, like, some sort of, you know, weapon that they could use, or they just want to have the reputation of the fact that they killed a Jedi. So, I mean, we know why Maul wants her. I kind of had a little bit of an issue with that, just because that, that it was a female Twi'lek of all things, you know? To be, like, a slave in a situation where they're, like, a slave. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, mm, <laughs> I do think Twi'leks can tend to be overused in that way where they they're they're shown as like um you know dancers or you know they're a prisoner of somebody or a servant of somebody it does seem to be a theme um in star wars and it does it can get a little tiresome but yes i did like the character and she did look she did look cool and twi'leks do look really cool and I yeah think they do. that's part of the reason why they get used so much um you know they just have this cool look about them so i i did like the look of the character I liked the character too. I thought the character um, was actually really interesting, uh, in that, you know, her her personality worked well in the in the confrontation with her in in Maul. Kind of, she was she was tough, and she wasn't that she at least claimed she wasn't scared of him, um, and she was a good she was a good foil for him. Yeah, I agree. I actually liked her a lot, and I also liked that she was in traditional Jedi Padawan clothes and that they didn't go, oh, okay, well, we have her enslaved, so let's put her in, you know, skimpy clothes or whatever. So I did appreciate all that, and she did have some spunk. She mm-hmm. she had a little bit of an Ahsoka vibe, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, so I did appreciate all that. I just have a little bit of an issue with it being a female Padawan that was for sale. Ah, yeah. So. <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely not, see that. No, it's not, it's not a, and that is not, I want to say, that is not some feminist thing that I'm saying that. I'm saying it because women in general are more objectified and women in general are more likely to be the victims of assault and things like that. And so they're saying, we're saying, what do you want to do with this female Padawan? That's what I'm saying. So that's the reason I have an issue with it. Not because of some like, Oh, it should have been a dude, you know, or something like that. Like, it's that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's just really hard to, to think, Oh, what do all these crime syndicates want with a female? (laughs) You know, it's hard. Like it hurts my brain. And you can look at it from a completely different perspective, too, in that there's an opportunity to um, add a character, an interesting character to a story uh, who is going to fight Darth Maul. And a lot of people probably would assume that they would make that a male character. Um, True. The fact that they decided to make it female might be more of the, you know, kind of reason why, as opposed to, oh, there's somebody that is a prisoner or that kind of thing. Um, That could have been a secondary thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's just, you know, everybody's heads are going to go to different places when they read this stuff, so... But it gives us a really cool opportunity to see Darth Maul in action, um, 
in a, even engaging in a lightsaber battle against you know an inexperienced Padawan, so it's not necessarily a, truly a fair fight. But I mean, Darth Maul probably at this point didn't have a ton of experience either, so I thought she put up a better fight than I expected. Yeah, me too. I thought that was a little bit unrealistic. I guess maybe. Okay. Because she definitely put up more of a fight than I would expect a Jedi Padawan to, you know? Yeah. So I think especially since they were playing up the Padawan aspect of it, I expected her to be more of Ahsoka in her snips phase rather than more advanced Ahsoka. Yeah. And kind of rewinding a little bit, they... You know, they end up crash landing on this planet. You know, they escape from her being imprisoned. But then all of the people that were bidding on her are now, you know, coming to, to chase her and Maul. So it forces her and Maul to, before they end up fighting each other, they actually have to team up. Maul has to, you know, she's got these kind of handcuff things on her arms. And he's got to, like, break it off of her so she can actually, you know, use her lightsaber and fight alongside of him so they don't get killed by all these, you know, bounty hunters and and crime people. So it gave us a really cool image on one of the pages in the comic where you see them kind of back-to-back. And she's got her lightsaber drawn in this, like, really cool pose. And he's got his double-bladed lightsaber out. It's, like, a really cool image. It would make for, like, really cool wall art. I agree. And I actually like the dialogue on that on that image too, because she says, you know, they're they're back to back, and she's like, "May the force be with you," and he's like, "Spare me." Oh do, yeah, that was pretty funny too. I, I like do not that. need your Jedi platitudes. The force is always with me. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line from Darth Maul. The force is always with me. A little bit cocky. He's a cocky guy. Yeah, he definitely is. But yeah, some cool. You know, we got to see them fight together. Uh, we got to see them fight against each other. And then all all along, you know, you have Cad Bane doing his thing. You have Aura Singh, you know, taking out Trandoshans. So this is kind of what I was talking about, like kind of the all that fan stuff that's dropped in, where you're just like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. You know, it's like all the things that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like great storyline, but just really cool. But it was stuff. a good storyline. It completely fit. That's the thing is that all that fan service completely fit in this story. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, you're right. It it definitely. I think for me personally, as uh, for this comic, I thought it was a really interesting and good story, well written too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the Star Wars comics good I've been job, reading. Good job, Colin Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the Star Wars comics I've been reading uh, have some of that kind of cheesier comic dialogue, and this comic uh, doesn't. At least I don't feel like it does have you know that cheesier dialogue. It's just really well written. No, it was good. I actually really... And you know, I'm pretty picky on my comics, and I actually really enjoyed this one. And it's not just because of Darth Maul. There was a lot of the art and the dialogue and all the things that really make something good. Yes. Yep. They did a really good job with this one. Um, And kind of we were talking about her uh, ability to fight him and and put up a fight. She actually had a couple moments during their fight where it looked like she was going to straight up win. Like she was going to finish him off. Um, you know, and he was even surprised. I think even in his kind of inner, inner dialogue, he's like, Oh, she's, she's better than I thought she was going to be. You know, he was, he was surprised by her skill. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. It was really fun to watch. She dropped some rocks on him, (laughs) but then, you know, he, 
being the ruthless Sith killer that he is, you know, as cool as she was, she got taken down pretty hardcore. He just stabs well, her right duh, in the... that was going to happen. Yeah. But he, he gives her a compliment, like in her death. He's like, make no mistake, Eldra Katis, you are a Jedi, as she's dying. But it's almost like he promoted her in, yeah. in death. He's like, oh, you're not a Padawan anymore. You put up a good fight. You definitely are a Jedi. So in her in her death, I think she at least got to to feel like she um, she proved herself. Still sad. Not really. I didn't really know her. You know. <laughs> no, I mean just... it's true. You don't. But like even in just just this short comic, like she just seemed like a really cool character, and it's always it's always good to see a new character like that. Um, you know, a new Jedi character that you know we don't have to know a ton about her. We don't know who her master is. We don't know you know what else uh, she had done previous to this. It just she was just here. But I was I was glad that they they kind of you know added her into the canon. She's a she's a cool character even though she only lasted one comic series. You and your Jedi platitudes. Yeah, I. You just... get so attached to Jedi, like it doesn't even matter who they are. You're like, oh, a Jedi. They're amazing. Like No. I do I do really enjoy Jedi and I think in the new canon there there's a lot of not you know, a lot of stuff that doesn't have the Jedi. You know, they haven't really been focusing on that stuff as much. But the comics has it have more and even the Sith too, like anything that has to do with the force and lightsabers and all of that, I think um, you know, to get to see a Jedi and a Sith battle is something that you don't see that much really in, in the new canon. So I yeah, I don't care. I do enjoy it. Don't make fun of me for it. I'll make I'm not ashamed. All day long. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the ending was really cool where, you know, Darth Maul goes back to Coruscant. He's talking to Sidious. And he's almost like, you know, Sidious is like, uh, what does he say? Now that you've slain the Padawan, has your bloodlust been sated? And then Darth Maul's like, you knew? Like, he was surprised, but, you know, Sidious knew all along. There, This wasn't some kind of thing where, where Darth Maul, you know, got one over on Sidious. Like, Sidious is always in control. Always. It's one of those things about his character that, you know, I like to see that they, they're kind of establishing that, though. It's not like Maul or even Vader every time he's tried it. It's like Sidious always still knows what's going on, and it's it's all part of his his plan. Everything's part of his plan. <laughs> well, was there anything else about the comic? He goes and he kills Zev Rexis or whatever the heck her name is. Shirtless. Yes. Yeah. The he's like uh, super ba, not wearing a shirt. Good job. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of the the overall crime lord who was running the running the auction. He came back and decided that you know his his business was not finished until he took her out too, which was an interesting. So mall. Yeah. It's just how Maul is. It's not interesting. It's very basic. Maul kills everyone. Basic Maul. Hashtag basic, basic Maul. Hashtag basic Maul. I was thinking more along the lines of kind of how they, they laid it out in the comic where she doesn't even turn around to look at him. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows. Like, he walks in and she's just like, oh, now's my time. You know, this Sith has found me and I'm not, le- not going to get out of this, so why even fight it? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, overall... What were your thoughts kind of overall on the comic? I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the art's great. So 
I really like that. And of course, it's you know, small. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. And this is the era of Maul, kind of pre the Phantom Medicine. Now we've gotten to see Maul throughout, you know, the Clone Wars and Rebels, and kind of that surprise appearance. You know, when he first showed up in the in the Clone Wars, it was like, oh wow, like he's still alive, big deal. And then we don't really know what happened to him. And then he shows up in Rebels, which is another big kind of surprise. And then he showed up in Solo, which was another. So it's kind of like this guy just keeps popping up. Um, and now we, you know, we get more stories of him. So it, I feel like there's going to be a lot more to come. Oh yeah, completely. And there's something, knows? there's something brewing with them and Maul that's much bigger than whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the door. I think the door was thrown open with his appearance in Solo, uh, with as far as the potential of his appearance in other media or even films now, because. That's something as a fan I never expected to see. You know, I know we saw an animation, but I never expected that they would bring him back on, you know, in the big screen. So the fact that they've now done that, it's like, okay, the potential is there for so much more. And now we know, like, um, you know, Kira is joining him, and so there's some connection there. So, so many cool stories left that they could tell with Maul. As long as you don't have mall fatigue. <laughs> Who has that? Is that a thing? I don't have that. Yes, I think it is, but not. It's not. not a, it's not a thing. Nope. I think we're good with we're good with more mall. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. I guess what I don't. We don't know what we're doing next. Maybe throw on alliances. Maybe if maybe I read it, comic. unless I take a break. Yeah. yeah, maybe a comic. Maybe some Star Wars adventures. Who knows? Yes. Oh, you know what we should do. What? We should do the Mighty Chewbacca in the Forest of Fear. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That would be a good one to cover. I, that that was a fun read, so I, I think that would be a, a cool one to talk about. So that's on our possibility list. That is, yeah. On our long, long, long possibility list. <laughs> so between now and the next show, you can find us on Twitter. We're at SW Bookworms. We're also on Instagram by the same name, at SW Bookworms. You can email us, starwarsbookworms at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash starwarsbookworms. Yep, and we have our Facebook group there. So if you want to get in on any of the conversations talking about books and comics, a lot of cool people talking about that stuff over there. So if you want to get into that group, just send us a request and we will get you in. You have um, some questions you have to answer first. There's a lot of people trying to join that aren't answering the questions, so we just delete your request after like a month of it sitting there. So make sure that you are answering those questions. And they're super easy questions. Yeah, they're not hard. Yeah, basically, like, what's your favorite book and do you listen to the podcast? So, <laughs> Which isn't even criteria. Like, if you say you don't listen to the podcast, we'll still let you in. We're just, yeah. It's just a question to make sure you're not I'm a bot. So. wondering. Uh, we're also on iTunes as always you can find all of our episodes there and also leave us a review there you can find Teresa on Instagram and Twitter at Ice Cold Penguin you can find me at A.V. Goins so until next time keep on reading and may the force be with you